0: Good morning, happy Friday, welcome to Filtered. We're here every weekday morning, 7am, this is the last episode of the week. If you've enjoyed the first five episodes, give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcasts app. It really helps us to stay in the charts, we're delighted to have been number one in the business charts this week. The more we stay in the charts, the more we're discovered, Um, so the rates and reviews really help with that. It takes 20 seconds and it will be so appreciated. Um, I'm Megan Cassidy, MD at Love and Media Group, and I'm joined as always by Jamie Heaslip. And this morning we're talking about burnout. Quite fitting on a Friday—it's you know the day when you kind of start to wind down the weekend. We're going to take some time to recharge. Um, so burnout is something that it's hugely topical at the moment. And what I always um, compare it to, Jamie, is almost like driving a car in first gear. Endlessly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what happens when you do so what happens when you are sorry, I'm I'm busy in my my morning kind of notes and stuff. Um so what happens when you put the foot to the floor in a car and you stick it in first gear and you rev the crap out of it? You know what I mean? It'll eventually break down. Um mm-hmm. apologies for anyone on listening purely on the audio and you hear the banging in the background my next door neighbor is renovating her house. So apologies. But um yeah, it's it's you can't you can't do you can't keep the foot to the floor on anything without doing long-term damage. And um, I think, you know, we, we talked previously about how you kind of manage your season, whatever your season is, you know what I mean? And, and how it, you know, there's busy periods in it, um, not so busy periods and a case of finding that, that uh, kind of that balancing point for you and, and how you're able to, to find your way back to it after a, a real busy period where you've kind of you have dialed up uh, you know, certain priorities or, or, or whatever it is. Um, I think that's really, really important because like burnout is a, it is a thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, and, and I know we've talked about compound effect and, 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 the power of consistency, but when you think of like chronic stress and having high cortisol levels, high, you know, adrenaline burning the whole time, having crap sleep, uh, compounding on that, like that builds up over, time where you you suddenly feel like you know it, it suddenly just get overwhelms you as such that t- it goes past this tipping point and that doesn't happen the thing is that doesn't happen overnight that's a that's a buildup of of either bad habits or bad situations where you you don't let yourself have the the reset button
0: that's exactly it and I think when you're trying to identify or diagnose burnout um I think what's really crucial in it is that humans are well equipped to deal with acute stress and we are, that's the way we're built. Um, It's a survival instinct. Biologically acute stress is fine. If there's one day where you're, you're, blood levels go up, your heart is racing, that's good. And adrenaline helps us get through it. It's that sustained long-term stress that you are talking about, that's insidious, that hacks away at your health. And there are so many scientific studies that say sustained stress, chronic stress is the one to be really scared of. So if your boss comes to you in the morning at nine o'clock and says, you have to have this over by 12 and your heart rate goes up, you're uh, stressed, That kind of stress is fine and we should be equipped for it and we should expect it and we should learn how to manage it ourselves. But what we need to identify crucially is if we're chronically stressed, if there's a low hum of constant stress, constant not feeling on your A game, starting to feel demotivated. Uh, struggling to get up in the morning that's a, probably a sign of this chronic burnout that's become really popular actually in the last couple of years after an article that was written I believe by Anne Helen Peterson that brought it back into kind of the the popular dialogue at uh, this burnout and identifying that
1: yeah I mean like ugh, we'll go back to what, what I know is which is like the sporting analogy you know take, take a, a rugby game you know there's you don't play one every single day of the week okay and even training there's not contact every single day of the week you know what I mean um but you play like you you train hard but you recover even harder okay from from from, and so you're always like when you train or when you when you stress the body to a certain degree and you let it relax it kind of grows back to a degree you know again I'm, I'm half butchering it but like it comes back stronger for want of a better word if you give it that chance to kind of Recover, and um, and it gets used to whatever that new that new level is, um, and and it's trying to find the like uh, the ways and means of how you find those little um, renewal type activities along the way, um, and little ways of of de-stressing or or decompressing, um, and it's been really really difficult for people over the last you know this year because. Um, you know, if anything, it's been foot to the floor since March for a lot of people and, you know, it's kind of putting out fires, putting out fires, putting out fires, but we're, we're kind of a little bit down the road now We're putting out fires and transitioning and all this stuff. And, and it's kind of like, you know, managers, leaders, um, have to realize that, okay, you know, you can call this wellness, you can call this building resilience, but it's what it really is, is making sure that your people are, are at the core of your culture, your strategy, your, uh, pillars, and that you're looking after them as well. Um, and knowing that, okay, yeah, they, you, they might be flat out to the mat we might have to hit a deadline or whatever, but, um, when there is a, an opportunity here to let them decompress, or you know, let them, you know, figure out, let them like give them weekly goals as opposed to daily goals, and and, and let them figure out how they can best achieve that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I'm trying to get at, bringing them back to your people being at the core and how you manage their wellness, and and that would that's how you'll get the most out of them over the long term and not be constantly facing this this burnout
0: yeah and i think you're right that it's particularly poignant right now because we've had adrenaline getting us through um as you said we've been fighting fires since march now things are we're kind of coming out the other side and particularly for love and this the ship has steadied and people's adrenaline is already is or suddenly kind of draining out of them and we're hitting a wall and now it's more important than ever to keep communicating with the team keep being clear on what the goals are what the vision is um because it's people are feeling it now what I always think is, is really important is to understand the difference between being tired and being burned out. And when you're talking there about, um, you're really talking about tools that you can employ to recharge. And I think they're so important. I think how you can really differentiate it is, if you're tired, a break will cure it. If you're emotionally burned out, a break I have found doesn't actually cure it. A break helps you need to look at the thoughts and the processes and the relationships that are causing this chronic burnout, this chronic burnout. Oh, yeah, like
1: burnout's burnouts a way bigger picture problem than being tired, mm. but but it doesn't happen overnight. It's like what we're trying to get to. It's a build up of things that you can probably nip in the bud uh, to a certain degree. And um, like sleep is a huge one. You know what I mean? absolutely huge you know quality sleep has gotten you know for a lot of people is terrible like people have their phones in their bed or on their phone just before they go to sleep and on their phone just when they get up and forming these really bad habits and you can get into the blue light and what blue light does in terms of your melatonin production and, and how melatonin is actually the, the drug that lets you or the hormone that lets you kind of fall asleep and the effects of that of of, of not having that and then then maybe you're trying to chemically um balance that out through, I don't know, like whatever, you know, there's all sorts of different chemicals people use, you know what I mean? And, uh, that can have a bit of a flywheel effect then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but you can, you can make a small, you can make small changes that will, will steer the ship off in a much better direction than where you're going by just making small changes uh, uh, along the way.
0: Yeah. And those bad habits that are contributing to emotional burnout can be so insidious that you can be burned out and actually not doing anything, not achieving anything, not being productive and thinking, I don't deserve to be burned out. I'm not a CEO or I don't deserve to be burned out. I'm not producing, you know, lots of amazing work every week, but actually you can be emotionally burned out doing nothing because you're not sleeping because you're spending too much time on your phone because you've gotten to a point where you're so demotivated or you have such, um, Negative thoughts that are just part of your day that you're not identifying that you are emotionally burned out without being an overachiever. Like you don't have to be an overachiever to be burned out. So the things you can identify are your phone habits. Your negative thoughts, I think, are huge. If you're the type of person that um, automatically goes to a negative thought before a meeting, for example, uh, around, you know, oh, I, I worry about what people think of me. No one thinks I'm smart. No one thinks I'm creative. No one thinks X, Y, Z that is, that contributes to burnout too. Identify those thoughts and stop talking to yourself like that because that's when you can really start saying, right, I'm plucking those brain gremlins out. I'm managing my own thought processes because for me, thoughts lead to burnout, not action. That's the key difference. Too much activity makes you tired. Too much uh, Mm -hmm. negative thoughts, bad habits, chronically, as we're saying, makes you burned out there's
1: a great phrase like our 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 words create worlds so um kind of being mindful of what your self-talk is and what's it based on like is it rational is it irrational are these limiting beliefs um you know we we talked about the power of having you know your own board of directors for want of a better word you know in terms of kind of bouncing it off them and they don't necessarily have to be people who are who like it doesn't necessarily have to be family members or close friends it can be people who are kind of maybe a, a step removed for want of a better word and um, because sometimes that alternative perspective is um is important and actually when it comes back to what we originally talked about, about balance balance in, in a really weird way is a has a lot to do with your sense of perspective and, and how you're looking at this and from what direction you're looking at it. Um, and, that, and you got to factor that in. I mean, uh, some of the things you touched on there are how you are re- you know, judging yourself relative to others, mm. right? And, and for a lot of people, that's through social media, which, look, let's be honest, half of it, if not three quarters of it, of what people put up is bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're getting a a a snapshot of a singular moment in a endless, and that's if they post regularly. This could be they could post once a once a week, once a month. You know what I mean? And and, and so you don't know to get to see the full picture. And, and I think I know people have said this a lot, and it's been talked about a lot. But like, I don't think you can hammer that point home enough. And um, and it's very I don't know. Okay, it's it's. Not that it's easy for me to say this, but like we were we were slagging each other offline about how much older I am than you of all of six years. <laughs> but um, but, uh, but there's a generation, uh, that only have grown up with just with social media being ubiquitous in their lives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like for us, like you look at the iPhone, the iPhone didn't come online. The first one was what, 2007, 2008? Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook really didn't hit home in Ireland anyway or, or in Europe till 2010, 11. And like really kick off. Um, Instagram, I think, was only invented in 2009
0: or 10. Look at you with all your computer dates. Your-
1: well, I could be, I could be getting them really wrong, but, but in essence, it's like, by the time I was 10 and 10, you know, I was five years into my professional career, you know what I mean? And, and it was like, I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool what, what, what this is going to do uh, or, or what's happening. But we, we didn't know. So, and, mm. and the reason this is fresh in my mind, because every so often I look at my two-year-old daughter and I go, what the fuck is it going to be like for her in 15 years? Crazy. Like, like in, in terms of like is she gonna, is she gonna have a car? Is she not? Is like this mad spaceship gonna appear or not? Or is it like she hits her phone or whatever the hell that it's a phone yeah. and she's gonna hit it and the car just pulls up that as part of some subscription service that she subscribes to every month and she picks it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. But the, and kids as young as two are are equating scrolling with relaxation, and like I think that's really important and a key takeaway for this weekend. When you're scrolling and you're on social media and you're just consuming, 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 that is not relaxation. You might do it to relax. That's not helping you relax. And
1: let's, and let's be let's let's be very frank about like th- those apps. Are built and designed by people to keep you hooked on it. Right. So there's a load of science and behavioral science behind keeping you on their platform because you might think it's free, it's not free. They're selling you. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And that's a nice segue because on Monday's episode, we'll be talking about content diets and taking control of what you consume, not letting the apps control your content diet, control Mm. what you consume because it's so easy to get wrapped up in, in an endless rabbit hole of the same content, the same creator. Like they're
1: great. There's, there's really, there's, there's great parts of it in terms of connecting you to so many people and stuff like that. But you know, when it comes back to you and what you want to achieve and, you know, it's very natural for us to compare ourselves to our peers around us, but like, just just be mindful of of that you're not always seeing. You're not you are not seeing behind the curtain a whole lot. So when it comes to when it comes to burnout and what the expectation that you might have around, oh, I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that, and um, this, that, and the other. You know, you got to figure out, and, and we've touched on so many. You got to figure out what is right for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and what works for you and and how it works and, and what are the priorities for you to focus on and, and, and try and, and reestablish some balance. And that's been the great thing about this call it a disruption call, it whatever you want over the last couple of months in terms of it has definitely reframed um, what it is to work from home now. And mm-hmm. while I personally think that we will go back to the office in some shape or fashion, you're not going to have it's going to be like gyms you're not going to have people who are there all the time monday to friday yeah i think it's going to be you know you know 3 days 4 days depending um, and you're never going to have full capacity in your actual offices
0: true i think the two key takeaways there are monitor your thoughts monitor the expectations you have on yourself that's something you've said there and i think your own expectations are probably what's contributing to a chronic burnout where you're getting those expectations from from someone else's instagram feed the second takeaway is just less social media this weekend relax real relaxation less social media okay thanks Emil, guys have a great weekend and we'll see you here 7 a.m on monday take care